0: Hello, and welcome back to Franchise Sports Talk Basketball. We're now at the end of the NBA season after an incredible finals run by the Bucs, winning the championship in six games. Um, What did you make of Giannis and the
1: Bucs? Well, the Bucs in general was a, a kind of incredible story of resilience, how they looked like they'd screwed everything up what, like at least five times in this playoffs, I think. Yeah. Um, and then Giannis' physical and mental resilience, where his knee basically went the wrong way, Um and he, he just came back. It was just like, oh, could it be his ACL? Could it be this? Oh, it's hyper-extended. I mean, that's usually bad. And then he missed two games, which also very impressive how they won both of those. And then he had that first game of the finals where he was like, it was weird because the reaction to that from a lot of people was, oh, he doesn't look like him. And my feeling was, he looks close enough to being like him. Was that he was cautious, but there were like flashes. He did drive. It's not like when Harden came back and he couldn't move. Yanis looked a bit like him. Like there were moments where he could accelerate and he could jump. Um, And then, yeah, from then on, I mean, the next five games were just ridiculous. Yeah, Just absolutely ridiculous. Just like every... Every possible record you could break yeah, in the finals. Yeah, it's been said basically. a lot,
0: but it is, yeah, it's probably one of the all-time great finals performances. Well, and the clinching game, actually, one of the all-time great individual game performances.
1: I, I don't know enough about NBA history, and I'm not old enough to really be able to stack up against other stuff. But I would be amazed if someone can find a game. It, I guess if you say someone did something in a Game 7, it'd be better. But if they lost that game, they were going to Phoenix. It's
0: it's the first game in NBA history, uh, NBA Finals history, that a player got 50 points, 10 rebounds and 5 blocks. And he did it in the clincher. So, I mean... And the pressure was on.
1: It wasn't a Game 7, but if they lose that, if they blow the chance to clinch it at home and then go to Phoenix, they would be quite considerable underdogs, I think. I think
0: not just that. I think we were talking very early in the playoffs and even before that have the pressure all season has been on the Bucks. really I mean particularly how well they were like the year before and the last couple of years they've just been like one of the best team Giannis winning MVP like best team in the regular season and they basically said okay we're now going to change how we're going to play to be better in the playoffs and a lot of the time in the regular season as well they just didn't look the same and even earlier in the playoffs it's like okay it doesn't seem to have worked they now look really stupid. They've said they're gonna Well
1: they beat Miami know. and then after that it was like, oh no. Yeah. Oh, well, you, so you made a team the that could beat the beat. Of,
0: second game against the Nets, they got absolutely thrashed, didn't they?
1: Yeah, and it's like,
0: players. yeah. I mean particularly once they've made that decision and with just how badly they failed last year in the playoffs, it's like Yeah, it was it, it was almost championship or bust a bit.
1: And it only got more like that because once they saw off the nets, it was like, there was a moment or two. And then when Yanis got injured, where it was like, they could lose this series to the Hawks. They were always favorites, I think, but I mean, well, they, were, they, they they didn't sweep them. They, it's not they like they just behind. took over that series. Yeah. And then when they, they got through that, and then it was the Suns and it was like, I think the Suns were kind of favorites, particularly with Yanis's knee. It wasn't wild to say the Suns were favorites, but, um, it was like, well, they've got the Suns, they've not got the full strength Lakers or the full strength Clippers or anything like that. It was like, well, this is I, definitely their chance. It's in the really playoffs as
0: well. To be honest, there are points where it just you're looking, watching them play, and it's just like, what are they doing? Just like strategy and stuff, just horrendous. And it's
1: they impressive. had it in the finals as well, though. They, they had it in the finals at points where, particularly when Chris Paul and Devin Booker were just like. Two of the best mid-range players in the league and they were just dropping early in the series. Yeah. Or well, they were switching Brooke Lopez onto them and a, getting A destroyed. game or
0: two against the Nets where it's like they just kept doubling Blake Griffin. With yeah. that that roster they've got. And you're just doubling Blake Griffin all the time. It's like and then you end up with Durant like <laughs> getting open shots almost. And yeah, stuff like that. And so it's sort of amazing they've managed to do it. And I think it really I mean, basically, how it, in the end, as the last few games, the finals, they basically just got more and more like that as the playoffs went on, I think. It's like they just sort of realised, particularly led by Yanis, that just physically, just those teams can't deal with them. I mean, they, I think in this series, I can't remember what the numbers are, but they just absolutely destroyed the Suns in transition. I think, well, I think I saw a stat. It might have been. After game four, it was,
1: it was like they were. It was. Yeah, the, the Suns were just not scoring in transition, and the Bucks. Well, and
0: the Bucks was like 150 points for 100, 100 possessions in transition.
1: Yeah, we, with Yannis they've always been like the lead leaguers in transition over the last few years, but they basically were even better in this series, which is kind of yeah. insane. Like they've been like an all time great transition team, and then they just got better. The, um, the rebounding was also quite big. 79 offensive rebounds to 42 and that was just like the size thing it was like well pj tucker they'd hide chris poor on him or something or middleton being like six foot
0: eight the suns apart from eight and the suns just don't have anyone that can even compete with yanis like defensively or or even lopez i suppose on the boards like they're just just bigger in every position
1: Yeah, and I I think, um, so So Middleton took advantage of that where he was playing basically as the two a lot of the time, and he's six foot seven, six foot eight. Um, And it was just like the size. They could box people out. And he's not the one that you think of as, he was not the one grabbing the rebounds, but just by being big, they just started imposing themselves in a way that they haven't in other series. Um, Like Pat Connaughton was just appearing for offensive rebounds all the time. Tucker just like, where where they were getting tip-ins or just throwing it out. Um and some of that's also just like the threat of Yanis is basically when he starts going to the basket, you all have to be under the rim and then he might still dunk on you and there's nothing you can do about it. Um his his all round offensive performance throughout the series, but particularly in that game six, was um like terrifying. Like I think his his offensive game got more rounded even throughout these playoffs. He went from oh, if you're gonna give me the three, I'm gonna take all of them to, like, he stopped taking as many threes in the finals and just... But he started hitting, like, floaters and fadeaways occasionally. And he's still not... He's still not, like, a perfect scorer with that. But the fact that he's even got that, just... You can't do anything about it. You just have no chances. It's like, well, if yeah. he settles for that, that's meant to be good. And then if he starts making them...
0: And as you mentioned, this is him with a hyperextended knee.
1: Yeah. It's just, like... There's nothing you can really do about any of this stuff. Um, and there were, obviously, they. I think kind of the swing thing in this series was always going to be Middleton and Holiday. The others, to an extent, with their shooting, but they were never going to score in the same volume, um, was early in the series, Holiday and Middleton basically like, couldn't make a yeah. shot. And they've well, had games like this in these playoffs, but then they later well, on, they just started making them.
0: The other side of that um, as well... It's even when it was like, yeah, the, the Suns looked like the first couple of games. like, yeah, the Suns easily winning those games, really. If they just shot ridiculously, didn't they, at the start of the series? Yeah. Is even it's, at that point, it's like it's, it's not sustainable, really.
1: So that, that shot quality website made that point a few times. is, And there, there's basically just like a maths problem with this as well is it's great having your two best players being amazing in the mid-range. Like that's useful. And there's going to be games where they just win it like that. But also, they have to shoot like out of this world. If the other team's taking way more threes, Yeah, that's a problem. Um, I mean, it, it wasn't actually that much more over the series, but there were a couple of games. Like, yeah, the Bucks took 15 more threes. Um, and they made the same amount of them still. But there's just, and then there's the free throws, of course, and then Giannis. That was, in everything, in that game six, the fact he went 17 for 19 from the line might be the most
0: amazing thing of all. Yeah. That was the thing all playoffs long, wasn't it, as well? Like, the crowd's getting into it. Because if he had a normal
1: night for him, if he had a normal night for him and he's 10, 11, 12, one, the score is either... In Phoenix's favor, or tied, or whatever, but also they'd have more chance to run when he misses those free throws and stuff. Like the fact he made all of those free throws is just like the most amazing thing because he he was having games
0: that was pretty have, much like, the f- difference in the game, wasn't it? Really, is his, um, his how much, how well he shot from the line compared to his season average was well, basically the play difference in the average, game. His playoff yeah. average
1: was disastrous. I mean, it just silliness. He was 48.3% against the Nets from the line.
0: Jeez. And then
1: that's not a player that's meant to ever go 17 for 19. Yeah. What was it against the Hawks? I'm just going to check this. 53.6%. I mean, yeah. It's quite a good time to have the best free throw shooting night of your life.
0: Yeah. Like, it's the thing, though, as well, isn't it? The, I mean, it, almost this year with Giannis not being in the MVP conversation because of the, them changing the way they're playing, it's almost like the spotlight got off him quite a bit compared to his MVP years.
1: And now it's oh, back on him and it, everyone's going, a look lot. at his career so far. And it's like yeah. like... yeah. One of the greatest careers anyone's ever had at 26 years old.
0: Yeah. And I mean... And it was said before in his MVP years, but even now, talking about this free throw stuff, it's like there are still areas that he can get better in. That it seems like he he will get better in, to be honest. With his whole attitude and stuff that he seems to have, I mean, I well, I saw an interview with him, I think like straight after, like straight after they won it, almost talking about like his attitude to stuff. And basically yeah, it just seems like the sort of guy that is that is going to keep improving basically which is yeah, and ridiculous. he has
1: like every year pretty much of his career so far um, yeah and it's it's concerning, like I hope that they can keep the roster um young and healthy enough around him, so that this isn't this isn't his one proper go because. He's just, it's so much fun watching him play. And he, he really enjoys it. Like, I i know that sounds silly, but actually, like, happy about playing basketball in a way that I don't get the impression everyone is. For a lot of people, it's kind of like, you know, always wanting to prove a point to someone, always kind of aggressive. Oh, yeah. Like the, like all of the Jordan memes and the LeBron I better get my damn respect last time. And it's like, well, I don't think there's any, that many people who have of sane mind think you're like don't get, don't respect you as a basketball player. There's, I, Giannis is not like that. He's just kind of, I wanted to do it in Milwaukee, and he's done it. And there, there's no like sort of chest beating after he's done it. He's just happy and singing in his car and ordering chicken nuggets. Like, yeah, it's so much fun.
0: Yeah, I mean, there was. I've seen people already starting to have a conversation about if he's the greatest foreign player. I, yeah, uh, I, I've seen some that. I mean, he's not there it's yet. It's a bit premature, because... but it's basically he's. If you compare those players at age 26, then it's probably easily yes. It's the fact that he's, I mean, I, only, tw- he's only 26. One turn against the championship now.
1: It would be amazing if he's not. Um, yeah. Because it's
0: basically that's...
1: about the next five years, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, um, people don't usually include Tim Duncan in that conversation. Um, so if you make it Hakeem and Dirk, just the longevity of those two matters, doesn't it? I think. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, if he's achieved this much by this point, he can afford to drop off over the next seven years, eight years, and he's still going to have a ridiculous career. Um and because of the era, the counting stats are always just going to look insane.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That, that is the one thing with scoring stats, I suppose, isn't it? Is the higher pace of play and stuff.
1: But part of the reason um, that their pace of play is so high is because he can basically just get the ball and run and score. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah the game not has got players quicker. To do. But like this, this finals was not played at a massively fast pace. Like playoff basketball is slower. But I mean, the fact that he can just take the ball and he gets down the court in three steps and dunks on everyone, that is, um, that's part of it. That's part of the reason yeah. this, oh, yeah, he, he manages to score so much because, because it's basically impossible to stop him. He could just get the ball and put it in the basket when he wants to.
0: Although he has become a lot more of an off the ball player, hasn't he, this year? Which yeah. is really part of why they've been successful. Um, and Middleton, based on the ball in his hands, a lot more. Which I think I think I even said that actually before the. Uh, what did we do one before the finals? No, or did we do? It? No, we did it before the. Uh, conference conference finals. finals. I think I mentioned that. If that's going to be the key, really, is Middleton. The Mid- Middleton. With the ball and, and going to be rolling.
1: Most of their playoff success actually has swung on how good Chris Middleton has been. Yeah. Um, If you look at a lot of the times they lost, he just had some stinkers and even nights where his efficiency wasn't that high, but where he shot a lot, he's had some sort of like 10 for 25 nights, but where he's made like five threes. Um, They've often, that's often been where the game's changed um, compared to, yeah, that opens up so much, so much action for them on, on offense. We also spoke about earlier in the playoffs without patting ourselves on the back too much. Um, about taking Brook Lopez out. And they did a lot of that in the finals. He averaged 24.5 minutes. Um, and it's a shame they didn't have Di Vincenzo because it made it trickier. Or they'd take out Tucker. and But it meant like they were using Connerton um, a lot more. And Bobby Portis got a bigger role, particularly towards the end of the series. And that was the thing we've spoken about previously, where they have good shooters, but with the way Portis shot the ball this year... He's just getting a bit more respected as a shooter than Lopez and Tucker. And defensively, he's more switchable than Lopez. Like, he was holding his own just enough, even against the guards. Um, and it allowed Giannis... I mean, you can mess around with how you want to talk about whether they're playing centre. When they're switching defensively, like, yeah. whether you call in the centre or not, but it basically meant there was more space on offence because Portis is a better shooter. And defensively, they could switch everything. And Giannis just... Some of the defensive... I mean, all of them, actually... All of them defensively had some amazing possessions. But Giannis having these things, he'd switch on to Chris Paul. Chris Paul couldn't go anywhere with him. And then he'd, I mean, obviously the block. And he'd managed to guard Aiton. It, just so disruptive defensively. And it's not just, I think it's really easy to reduce, when you're six foot eleven and that athletic, to reduce it to that. But it's also not just that. Because there are a lot of people who are very, very athletic in the NBA who are not anywhere near as um influential defensively as he is.
0: Yeah, he's just got the he's an intelligent player as well, isn't he? Rather than just being athletic. Which I guess you have to be to be that good. But um Yeah, I don't i I mean they there were a lot of fine margins really for the, the Bucks. Um
1: Kevin Durant's toenail I being mean, one yeah, of them. Yeah,
0: that is that is the big one, isn't it? Really. But I mean, in a lot of ways, in, like that sort of makes the story better, doesn't it? With the fact they had to overcome. I mean, th- I guess that isn't really overcoming. That's just luck, really. But the fact they were, you know, at points that looked like they were just done, and it's like they need to fire the coach in the middle of a playoff series. And
1: I mean, it, it did look it that bad awesome. at least yeah. once, didn't it? O- after the Nets the first two games against the Nets, it was like, okay, everything has gone completely down the toilet again. And when they dropped a game at home to the Hawks as well, like, it wasn't quite as crisis point, but it was like, this is, I mean, if they lose to the Hawks after overcoming the Nets and the heat, that would be like all-time franchise meltdown
0: stuff. Yeah, I think you have to, I think really it's just um, so much credit just has to go to Yanis, doesn't it really although that's not uncommon in the NBA with stars a lot of the time it's like a lot of the time I think that it, should, it is more even but I think this time particularly it's just so much it is on Yanis because of, I mean one the level at which he performed that after the injury as well and also that you look at the rest of like the way they played and stuff and some of the I mean, obviously, Holiday had some absolutely horrendous games and stuff.
1: Well, offensively, he was brilliant defensively throughout. um, But they needed him to be more than that. Yeah. I mean, he he shot 36% from the field in the finals as the number three guy. And they won the title. Yeah. um, Which is insane. And and as a team, the stuff that you see, the stat about um, they shot, I think, 32% as a team from three in the playoffs, which is like the worst
0: record. Yeah, that is bad
1: in the modern era, and I mean modern era since three-point shooting has changed and, and beyond, really. Um, that's horrendous.
0: Yeah. I know, it's, it, maybe it seems sort of harsh, but it's almost like, it's almost like Yannis won the title in spite of what everyone else was doing a lot of, a lot of the time.
1: I, I mean, are eventually, I still think he's slow to make adjustments at times, but he did make them and often at relatively pivotal points. So like not using as much of Brook Lopez um, because he basically has to be in a drop and that was just yeah. too vulnerable to their best players. Um, so like Bobby Portis being this signing that just at the time was like, oh, why have they got him? How much is he going to help them? And he was incredibly important. But then it's hard to judge whether that's coaching or just Portis has played out of his skin for a year. Who knows? Um, picking up Tucker helped again gave them another defender that's not vulnerable this is such a big thing I think yeah. in the playoffs having a unit of a five man unit you can put out there that I, can't, I think there's no one that you go after I think
0: that's the one thing maybe yeah, is that they're. I think even for quite a long time it's like they're just built around defence aren't they there's no yeah. one that's vulnerable particularly but well, Connaughton
1: was the one they went after, but he's not a pushover defensively. No, um, and they got shooting from him. That was the other thing. Is all of this, all of their shooters are kind of above average, but not much better. Connaughton was forty-four point one percent in the finals. Like that's the sort of margin that really does swing stuff. <laughs> is is the fact that Pat Connaughton, who is not, he's not that good a shooter, but if he can shoot like that and hold his own defensively, that's kind of handy. Yeah. Devin Booker was 26.8% from three in the finals. Like, obviously, they're taking very different shots. Pat Connaughton's getting wide open threes when the whole of the Suns' defense has collapsed on Giannis most of the time. But, I mean, that's that's quite a big swing, isn't it? Um, And I I think defensively, they were just brilliant, like all of them. Um, And the, the no weak links also makes it so much easier to switch or however they choose to defend and they did tweak their defensive stuff again at times I think I just think Budenholz is a little bit slow to do things but he's now a championship coach and a, he's coached them to be the top seed well, they top seed two years in a row and then he's yeah. coached them to the title um it's not been perfect but got it done i suppose yeah
0: like, i yeah, I guess I guess the credit has to go to him to switching the way they played over the course of the season. The whole talk about, you know, we're we're changing the way we play for the playoffs, and I mean that's worked. Eventually, um, so yeah, he has to get credit for that, really, doesn't he?
1: Um, well, in the front office, I think for Portis Tucker and the, the Drew Holiday one, like I was advocating for a contender to go for Drew Holiday at some point like i think i'm still not sure that the nets benefit enough from the extra offence that having him defensively is um ha- having that upgrade defensively would really but just the fact they could throw him at anyone yeah but like whether it was Trey Young or Paul or Booker in this series and he's been so good and actually the way that the um the officiating changes he gets better defensively because he's big and strong, and he's allowed to be big and strong in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, it f- just fit their identity as well. I think, didn't it? That of defense. Um, yeah, which really is what what they build around.
1: Well, and having your three your three best players and highest paid players, two of them are like all defense first team caliber. Chris Middleton is. Not quite all defense, but he's, he's pretty good. That's a really big thing, having proper two-way players, I think, as your best yeah. players. Because not everyone has that.
0: No, definitely not. I mean, like the the Nets, for example. Or Denver. Um, or
1: Denver. Or Denver. Yeah. Like, th- these these teams are incredibly talented and they're a lot of fun to watch. Um, but it, And it also limits the roster construction you can have around them, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, I think maybe that's maybe that's something is sort of overlooked. That um, I don't know, maybe overlooked myself as well. Earlier in the season, it's like in the regular season, that doesn't matter anywhere near as much, does it? That's not the. It's basically almost teams with the best offense are usually the best teams. Yeah, a lot of the time, um, but that really like the the combination of yeah, one diving leak weak, weak links. Sorry, on defence is so important in the playoffs. And that's really what they managed to do.
1: Yeah, and some teams, if your offensive stars are something close to a weak link, you then have, yeah, very limited options for what you can put around them. Whereas if those are your three, and then you can run these Connerton and Portis as the other two in the lineup, neither of those guys are going to be winning any defensive awards. But... If if your three are that intimidating defensively, you can definitely get away with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's, he's kind of amazing that we got such good finals, I think, really. I think we were really lucky. And again, a lot of that goes to Yannis coming back like that.
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess particularly with the COVID stuff, like how the season started, it seemed like I mean the, pl- the players getting injured so much. I mean, I guess that was still part of big factor in the playoffs, didn't it? Even more so, in fact. And maybe I mean, m- maybe that's partly how the Bucks managed to get there through all the um, yeah the the stuff going wrong. But yeah, I mean, in the end, yeah, it was a very entertaining finals. Um, Given that there were two teams that weren't really expected to be there,
1: yeah, and I, I mean, the Suns also benefited from injuries. I think we said before. I don't think that demeans or devalues anything they've achieved. It's just that sport. The fact they were healthy and available matters. But like Chris Paul had that just before the conference finals, his isolation stuff. Imagine how awful it would have been if you had one of the guys missing a game or two. Um, we we had uh, Saric injured, and there's no Di Vincenzo both of which I think actually matter quite a lot to these two teams. Um, But yeah, we didn't get anything ruined really by the injuries. And while this is, it was relatively normal, wasn't it? With crowds and fan parks and that sort of thing. It was, it was like a proper NBA finals. Um, And this is, I think Yanis was that special. I don't think we're being like caught in the moment to say that like 2021 playoffs are going to be remembered for him. And it's it's, it's going to be remembered as maybe the first of many, or even if it's remembered like Dirk winning his title, but Dirk did it when he was older. So it was more likely it was his only one. Um, But whatever happened, and the block block on Aiton is going to be Giannis' career highlight reel. That might be the first clip. And then 50 in a clincher in the finals in game six. There's like proper all-time stuff.
0: Yeah, it really, it really was. I mean, yeah, even if they never get there again, or he never gets there again, it, that is. This is like the. I mean, he's likely going to go down by the end of his career as like one of the best players in history, and this will be the defining moment. Really, this like last couple of weeks particularly.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I think. Um... It's really interesting to think if he retired tomorrow and said, I got my title from Milwaukee, I'm done now. Um, Like he, he's already up there all time. He's not top 10, probably not top 20, but not many people have had back-to-back MVPs in a playoff run. Anything like this, even close to this, um, is a really like phenomenal achievement. And that's, like you said, even if we don't mention the fact that he hyperextended his knee three weeks ago. That was just ridiculous that he managed to do this. Um, it, it, yeah, it's, it's either the start of... I'd be surprised if it was an era of dominance. I don't think we're going to see like the Bucks 3 P or anything like that. Um, but it could be the start of Giannis winning, what, like three, four rings throughout his career? And then we yeah. go, oh, yeah, that, that, was, that was just the beginning.
0: Be like you say, it depends what they manage to do with the rest of the roster around them, doesn't it? Really and Because like, the other side of of the the like those terrible offensive forms from Drew Holiday and stuff. Is that he's I mean he's meant to be better than that, really.
1: Yeah, well he is better than that.
0: Yeah. Um, so it's Some like, of it might be fatigue,
1: I suppose, because of the fact he's guarding like an all NBA player. Yeah. Every game, I don't know.
0: But like that, yeah, there are They've got the the base there. Well, like it's the it's the defense game, really. They've got that. Um, but that's all just there, and it's basically it's just so much is just going to be about the uh, who's the ball handler with Giannis playing off the ball, isn't it? And like wh- whether they can perform at that level, if they can be consistent, it's like they and... they could be on a title run again, or go on a, or close to it.
1: And if he could just add a little bit more. If the stuff we saw in that game six, the the fadeaways and the the floaters and the kind of yeah. like one-legged Dirk shots, if he the, can add even a little bit more of that, I mean, it might not matter that I, much. Who the the rest fadeaways of the and stuff,
0: is? I mean, that's, that's not just a thing. That's a thing he started doing throughout the year, I think.
1: Yeah, it is. I mean, I mean, early in the I mean year, that the game where he made them. He made yeah. so many of them.
0: Yeah. But I feel like he's... There's other games I've watched earlier in the year as well. He's had games where he has made them. So it's like, I feel like that is that's something that's there. That is part of his game now. like so obviously this is where, it, you know, obviously it went better than it has before, those shots. And it's the big games so it, it gets the attention. But I think that's, that's really something he's been doing all year. I'd yeah, say that it is. Some of it's that, something some of that is it. something that is like, I mean, we could say that that is part of his game.
1: I think, um, but like with his threes, is he was settling for them easier earlier in the playoffs. Yeah. Was that he was now taking them in like, I'm gonna try and get right to the rim, and then if I don't, I've got this. Um, and that's just where his like his shot selection throughout the playoffs just seemed to get better and better. Because um, he had so, didn't he have like some over eight from three games earlier in the playoffs? And it's like I get that they're giving you the room to shoot them, but you're so dominant inside. Even if he was shooting like thirty-six percent from three, they're probably not going to guard him properly out there because it's like well, you can you can take that. If we come out to you yeah. and you go past us, you've scored like hundred percent of the time. So yeah,
0: that, that's the problem with that is the. Um, I mean, there's been talk for a while of like, oh, imagine if Glen shoot threes. It's like I don't know. He's never going to be that good at freeze for people to defend yeah. it properly.
1: Yeah, people are never going to care that much, are they?
0: No, it's like yeah, he's never going to be at the point where he just knocks down. If he's open, he knocks it down, and it, it it's just he's so much better inside that it's like he's not going to make that much of a difference.
1: And that's You've why got... the big thing is the mid-range stuff. Is is yeah. when they build a wall and he can't quite get there for a layup or a dunk. Is that he's now if he has a if he gets really efficient at those shots it just I I mean it just gets impossible Uh, the the aim for any defender has got to be make him take that shot and that's what they've been doing they've been building the wall for the last few years and in the playoffs he's got to the wall and then he's either taken one of those shots has been nowhere near or he's kicked out to a shooter and they were not loaded with amazing shooters it was Eric Bledsoe airballing stuff and now the shooting maybe has got slightly better around him. I don't know, but he, he start, if he starts making those shots, it's like well, that's what you're meant to get him to settle for. That you're meant to. He comes, he goes into the wall, and then he takes fade away, and that's like great defense. That's exactly what you want him to do. If he starts making a, a decent percentage of those, I don't really know what you do anymore.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. That, that's going to be the thing, isn't it? Really. If- Because I think also, that's talking about longevity, I think that's a key thing for that.
1: Yeah, can he evolve a bit?
0: I mean, if he can make that part of his game now, I mean, the next five years, if he can basically do both. Do both, where he he still does the the just inside dominance, just dunking on people all the time. But he can also do that stuff. I mean, then he's going to just be unstoppable for the next five years. But then, say... The five years after that, when maybe not quite so, you know, not not quite so much of the just completely physically dominating people and dunking over them and stuff. If you can do that, then it's like he could you could still, well, maybe still be an all star level player for a long time. If that yeah. becomes like a consistent part of his game.
1: Yeah, and the playmaking just continues to improve as well. He made some really, really good passes in these playoffs.
0: Yeah, I have five assists. Yeah, I well, averaged five assists in the game in the finals.
1: Well, that was another which one of the is... qualifiers on like the list of stuff that just him yeah. and like the all-time greatest players have done, basically.
0: Yeah, which is well, it doesn't not seem like a lot, but it's also he's now he's not the uh, ball handler anymore. That's five assists as a a roller basically.
1: It's five assists while being as dominant a scorer as, like, prime Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah. Um, and that, that that is stupid. <laughs> Having those two things together, that is really stupid. Um, and although we haven't really... We've not spoken about Chris Middleton that much. I think he was... He had some incredible games in these playoffs. And obviously, yeah. it shouldn't be a way to criticise Giannis because... I think any Yanis criticism should now be like banned or something for a couple of years. But um, Middleton had some really, really huge, even games where his end line wasn't that good. He had so many where he came up big towards the end of the game when Yanis was either tiring or just like there was no space for him. I mean, obviously the 40.1 in this series, um, 32 in the clincher against the Hawks with no Yanis, 38 earlier in that series. Um, He was really streaky. He was really, really streaky. Um, concerningly so, I think. Um, but he, he got so much stick. There were a lot of very, very loud basketball media people about he, he can't be a number two on a title team and all this nonsense. And, um, well, he was. And he, yeah. he, wasn't, he didn't fluke his way into it either. He had some massive fourth-quarter performances.
0: Second-round pick as well.
1: Yeah, he's another really cool story. I mean, he, no one can really rival Yanis's path to an NBA championship, but Chris Middleton was like, could barely even get noticed by his coaches when he was at the Pistons, gets like thrown into a trade and ends up at this team as this like a kind of random middle second round pick guy. Like, it, him becoming that is is incredibly impressive too.
0: Yeah. Yeah, ju- I, I, I don't know. I mean, in some ways, it's a bigger jump, isn't it? I mean, obviously, Giannis is... I don't think anyone expected Yanis to be like all-time great player when he was younger. But Middleton was just like I don't know. He was just about made it to the NBA almost as a second-round pick, and not not a player that, it's, that anyone's expecting anything out of, or like we're going to build around this player. You know. Yeah.
1: And he had to fight to even get to that point. It's not like he was like I think from when he was way younger, there's been there were features on him a couple of years ago about that. Like, his whole progression has been kind of exceeding expectation. And I mean this isn't really incredible exceeding of
0: expectation. Yeah. Yeah, and it's yeah, he's he's gonna be as key as anything, I think, as well. To, um it's basically if he can keep up this level of production that the last couple of years as a shooter, really. But with the ball handling as well, isn't it? It's like, can he, can he remain consistent?
1: Yeah, because they can just go to that. Um, yeah. The Middleton, Yannis pick and roll. Like the Nuggets do with Murray and Jokic, just like a kind of surefire. We're going to get a good shot out of this somehow. And if he can stick at this, like edge of all-NBA, all-star level, incredibly efficient from everywhere yeah the, the box are going to hang around i think just from having two players who are that good and then drew holiday defensively um yeah they, they're yeah. going to be competitive but i I don't yeah not not I, sure where i'd project them for next year yet we'll have to see what happens in the off season. i suppose
0: yeah um but i think it always also shows as well doesn't it of the How little the regular season matters. This playoffs.
1: Well, it's a different game as well, isn't it? It's 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 officiated differently, it's played at a different tempo. Um, Players also, a lot of, well, not a lot of, but some regular season success can be like your eighth, ninth. And then this year with COVID and so many injuries, how many, like your really deep benches end up playing some considerable minutes at times. And like by the end of these finals, they were playing like. Six and a half players, seven and a half players, sort of thing. Um,
0: <laughs> that, that, that's yeah. not
1: the same challenge of your roster, is it? No, but it is the same. Is a bigger challenge of your stars, of course.
0: Yeah. And if we wrap up, um, do you
1: want to touch? Should so, we touch on the Suns quickly? Yeah,
0: maybe. Should we not really talk about Suns? Have we? I guess that's what happens when you with the Losers, but they. I mean, yeah, they. Well, they it was ten years without playoffs, was it? And made it to the finals. It's like, I mean, after the Chris Paul trade, I think people expect them to be better this year. But no one expected this, did they? At all? Like they were almost the opposite situation to the Bucks. If you look at like across the season, just, um, you know, there wasn't any pressure on them really. Well, I guess there was a bit. It's like they had just because of how bad they'd been, but there wasn't any sort of pressure to get to a finals or anything like that.
1: Well, they, they were underdogs against the Lakers in the first round, weren't they? Or it was a kind yeah. of toss-up. Um, but that was even
0: after they'd got the uh, the two-seed, the were two-seed in the end, wasn't it, rather than the one-seed? Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. So I think um, the weird thing for them, though, is, is you're right, is there wasn't that much, there wasn't pressure going into it, or even as they went through it, everything yeah. was this exciting thing, Chris Paul getting to his first finals. Um, but also Chris Paul could now be a free agent um, that's going to be interesting to see how that works out and when you go 2-0 up in the finals and don't win that's got to hurt a lot
0: yeah it's got to really hurt um, it's like, even it's it's very hard to be positive about it even when you're in that sort of position where it's like we're not expected to be there um, but then the fact that you got there when you're not expected to be there is like well, it's, it's not exactly like Sal would be back next year. No, but the no. point players can't and stuff as well. It's a well, bit you like the heat last year, really. yeah, like the heat look, last look at who they played. Yeah, but look at who the Suns yeah.
1: played as well. I mean, it, yeah. Lakers um, hobbled and then losing Davis. The Nuggets without Murray and then the Clippers without Kawhi. Um, yeah. It's still impressive they got that far, but that's unlikely to happen. And Chris Paul's only
0: there. getting older.
1: Yeah. Um, really, uh,
0: but, they, um, they've now
1: got more playoff experience at least I, I, but... I
0: think that's the big thing is from it really is I mean if they've won the title it would a ridiculous turnaround season to season yeah um, but yeah they are now a playoff team again you expect them to be in the playoffs and near the top of the West again next year which I don't know a little over a year ago would have been ridiculous to say
1: yeah, yeah, and now now there is pressure on them going into next season. I think.
0: Yeah. Which is, I think that is in some ways that's basically the aim, isn't it? Really.
1: Monty Williams that's, had a brilliant quote yeah,
0: about that. Yeah, I I, mean, I I was just thinking about, about that that quote of it being a privilege to have pressure, and that is sort of the point, really, isn't it? It's like, yeah, they're now going to have pressure on them. Um, yeah, I mean, they had pressure in the finals, but they didn't really have pressure through really the rest of the year to. To reach finals, but now there is going to be some pressure on them. They there are certain levels they need to meet, and, but that's sort of the aim: is to you know be good enough so people then expect you to carry on being good.
1: Yeah, and it's, um, the a lot of it will rely on the Chris Paul situation of resigning him or him taking. It seem you'd imagine he'd opt out, really.
0: Yeah. Anyway, let's uh, I guess that will um comes into off season discussion, isn't it, that we'll be doing soon.
1: Sometime yeah, sometime in the next week or two I guess.
0: Yeah. Um but anyway, if if you uh you can subscribe to this podcast on Spotify or anywhere else that you might get podcasts, it probably is there. <laughs> um or have you listening yeah. to it now. Actually. I, don't, I don't even know if anyone does subscribe on Spotify or anything. But if um, you're still listening, uh, do that.
1: Yeah, I agree. Subscribing, good. Reviewing, yeah. positive reviews, good.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, bye. Bye.